showtime. It's time for that radio show everyone loves. Do not attempt to change the station. Just listen, and we'll keep broadcasting. It's time to begin the show. 1039 LI News Radio presents Your Island, the very best in talk radio, with your host, Tom Shalero. And once again, welcome back. This segment of our program is being brought to you by the Suffolk County Police Benevolent Association. That PBA serves to support law enforcement, participate in special events and programs, all designed to help protect our community. They care about you and keeping us all safe. From the anti-drinking and driving campaigns to protecting our children with education on the Megan's Law, PBA promotes a great relationship between the police and the people it's want to serve. Suffolk County is one of the safest counties in the country, and the PBA takes pride in its strong belief in our security. They have honored our fallen heroes and contribute greatly to our suburban way of life. Need to know more? Go right to their website, www.suffolkcountypba.org. Noel D. Girolamo, president. We are streaming live on Facebook, our second hour on our Friday edition. As you can see, Assemblyman Doug Smith in the studio to help us with, well, help us with this dialogue. I'm telling you, it's hot out there, and I'm not talking about the weather. I am talking about the sentiment, and we've got some phone calls waiting. I want to get to that also. And uh, Mike is in the um, engineer's booth. Mike, is that the name of that person who uh, called in during the commercial break was Linda? Ed, am I right? Ann, okay, Ann. Ann called in and d- did make an observation that she watched the debates, did not see uh, an American flag on the debate stage or pins on the candidates' clothes. And I thought, I didn't notice that, and I'm getting, I'm glad that Ann from Levittown did notice that. I noticed that. And uh, I, see, I'm a flag person. I, I'm one of the people out there, my lone voice, not even the conservatives agree with me. I believe there should be a constitutional amendment to protect the flag. Just a flag. That's all. You know, but he says, oh, you can't do that. First Amendment and so on. But I think we should protect the flag against any protest or so on. All right, we got a couple of calls waiting, but I want to go right to Doug. Doug, thoughts on uh, the debate last night? Because it does relate to you. You have been able to see uh, political feelings, political policy up there in Albany. That kind of mirrors what's happening on the national stage as a state assemblyman. Go ahead, Doug. It absolutely mirrors it. And I want to welcome everyone into my daily life when I'm up in Albany. (laughs) Because these are the types of conversations that we have Every single uh, Is that day, right? you know, you know, unfortunately, some and, and it's very out of touch. And we've talked about this, but I actually had two Democrats uh, contact me today, this morning, asking, saying they don't want to be a member of the Democratic Party anymore really? after following that debate. Now, they don't want to become Republicans, but they don't want to be affiliated. And I explained, well, if you unregister, you would not be eligible. You to deny vote in a primary. the right to vote in a primary. Yeah. So but but they, uh, you know, yeah. so. OK, now uh, we've got a couple of calls. We got. Um Chris over in East Merchants. Go ahead, Chris. You're on the air. How you doing? Um, I was talking about what's the face trying to take the gun. Yeah, that was Beto O'Rourke. Say that again. I'm sorry. What was the question, Chris? I like to comment about. Uh, oh I yeah, go ahead. Know. Yeah, he wants to take. Yeah, he wants to. Yeah. Okay. Um, what he seems to forget is why the Second Amendment is there. Okay. Or he or he's just trying to avoid the issue. It's not for hunting or personal defense. It's so that the government does not come too big and take the rights of its citizens. Must we forget we the people on the Constitution means we the people have the power. What that by the, him doing that, he's trying to take away the power of the people. Yeah, he doesn't have an understanding of a lot of things, and uh, to make those statements is just—it's just pure campaign rhetoric to appeal to panda. And unfortunately, that's what they do. I wish people would be more forthright uh, in their in their political campaigning. But uh, your point is well taken. But uh, to say that he can do that as a president of the United States, he cannot. He has a Congress to deal with. He has, he has a Supreme Court that's going to uphold uh, the Heller decision, which is probably the most important decision related to the Second Amendment probably in the last 100 years. So, he, he yeah, um, what, what, you know, 
<laughs> but uh, you know, he, he, you know, he, even if he, in some reason he was able to do that. I know for a fact there are people in this country who are just stockpiling stuff, law-abiding citizens waiting or something like that to happen. I yeah. met these people. I hope not. I mean, uh, to, to me, it's going to put law-abiding citizens in a very, very bad position because if they don't turn in their firearms, they could be subject to arrest. And that, that to me, is a very difficult thing. Thanks so much for the phone call. Appreciate it. 631-451-1039. Uh, there was an incident in New York State Assembly. Uh, Dean Murray had told us about it when he was assemblyman there. You were an assemblyman, too, at the same time. Yeah. One, yeah, and one of the assemblymen took a knee. Uh, or what, what was that all about? It was, uh, I was probably, that was after my special election so I was in there for about six weeks and uh, one of my colleagues and normally I don't like to mention the names I'll mention the name Charles Barron okay is um, well I'm sure he doesn't mind he doesn't he, mind. he did it publicly I mean you know he received so much press on this um, and you know we, we do resolutions sometimes honoring you know a special holiday or something so we had a resolution for flag day normally it's an up or down vote where we're not recording it it's just all in favor signified by saying I would vote against flag day and he took a knee. But what was interesting was the cameras were all ready to go. Someone must have had. And by the way, on a resolution, you're able to speak. You know, oh, okay. so there were a few people that uh, he was the first one selected to speak. So to get into that queue was so kind it was of interesting. Set up. It was set up. Oh yeah. So he not only that he takes the flag off of his um, his day on his desk, which was a, a flag of another country uh, in Africa, and he goes to the middle of the floor, takes a knee. And says that the American flag represents slavery and all these terrible things. Oh, God. So that that caused a four-hour debate, which... Um, four hours. On, on, which normally we don't debate resolutions because right. it's not, you know, a matter of law. Right. right. Um, so that it said, but you know, I, I thought about that when I tuned into the debate. I had a lot of events last night, but I came home. I caught the okay. last hour, and no American flag. I think Joe Biden and maybe one other had the American flag pin, which, you know, I mean, some people think it's it's uh, cheesy, but. I really do think that our politicians should show respect for our country and should. Um, you had Andrew Yang. He was wearing it on the opposite side. So yeah. I, I, I wondered that. about that. Yeah. I did notice that. Yes, he was wearing it on the opposite side. So I don't know if he just has no campaign team and yeah. they didn't advise him that it looks a bit right. unprofessional. And, and he was a little bit stupid when he said that he knows a lot of doctors because he's Asian. I mean, that's ethnocentric, uh, if not racist. It's a bit offensive, I okay? would say. And that's what he said. I mean, so uh, again, that's why I started the program by saying these were not the most sophisticated people I have ever met. But even a lot of a lot of what he said was interesting because, uh, you know, and I went back and watched some of it, but he talked about 100 democracy bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of interesting. I think we all want to take money out of politics and special interest dollars, but uh, who pays for that? Exactly. We, the taxpayers, would. And then the other thing is his $1,000 dividend, his liberty dividend or his freedom yeah. dividend. So he wants to give every American $1,000 uh, a month. And uh, the idea, I guess, would be that you'd eliminate uh, all these social welfare programs and everybody would just get a check. But let me tell you, so he, his campaign is under fire right now. And you mentioned it in the first segment because they're, uh, they're testing this out with 10 families. They're giving 10 families uh, $10,000, uh, you know, $1,000 a month. Um, and I, I sit there and I wonder, why not 100 families? And I'll tell you why. Because 100 families over the course of a year would be one2 million dollars and i did the math the quick math the town of islip so we're talking about just the town of islip if his proposal went in over the course course of a year just to give every person in the town of islip a thousand dollars a month would be over four billion with a b dollars town of islip the tappan zee bridge the new governor cuomo uh tappan zee bridge uh cost less than that and that's spanning the largest uh chasm of the hudson river right 
brand new bridge under $4 billion. Right. So he wants to do that. I, I wasn't quite understanding what he, what he was talking about, the $1,000. And he was talking about 10 families as an experiment. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. I it mean, might be a violation of campaign finance uh, there's, laws. There's just so many different aspects to it that uh, some of the proposals that came out. Mind-boggling, folks. Mind-boggling. That's why we're taking your phone calls. That's why Assemblyman Doug Smith is with us today. 631-451-1039. Our good friend Jeff from Middle Island. We're going to be saved now. Yeah. Jeff is on the phone. Yeah, how are you, Tom? How you doing? Listen, and uh, to Mr. Smith, uh, good afternoon. Representative Smith, I should say. Okay. Uh, in any event, look, uh, it's difficult for me to watch these people <laughs> because it, 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 it just re- every time I, I even hear one of them talk, it just reinforces the fact that they are either out of touch with reality or they're just trying to make uh, the United States a place called utopia, which we all know doesn't exist. It makes no sense. Um, the country will be destroyed if any of these people ever became president. <clears throat> I can't imagine the business climate continuing in the same fashion that it is. I can't imagine. I can't imagine what would happen with their crazy proposals. Uh, some of them are unconstitutional. Others are completely yes. so impractical right. that they could never be passed anyway. So if they're saying these things just to get elected, they're doing no one any service whatsoever. Good point. Good point. Um, the other point is this, and this is an over. For example, when they talk about Medicare for all, they never distinguish between people who are citizens and people who are here illegally. No, they don't. That they they don't. include those who are here illegally. Well, you know that, Doug. I mean, they've said it. Uh, excuse me, Jeff. Jeff, you know that. They're, they're doing that. Uh, that's exactly okay, what so they're that's, saying. They, well, they're saying well, open borders. I understand, I understand one question that was asked, which they none of them could answer, is what would you do to a person who came here lawfully and with a visa and then overstayed it and thus became, you know, from their words, okay. undocumented, right. my words, an illegal alien. Right. Put that aside. What would you do? And none of them would answer. No, they, they don't want to. They don't want and, to. And, and of course they don't want to, because they, they, <laughs> the answer is so obvious, but they can't give it. Right. Right. I mean, uh, what, what would any sane person do? You, you get rid of them. You get them the hell out of the country. Uh, and when President Obama was the president, that's exactly what was happening, just as under President Trump. You know, they're turning around. And we know when people overstay their visas, uh, you know, and, and it could be work visas. My wife worked with a woman from Poland. She overstayed by just a month and they deported they her. Deported. She had to reapply and yeah. come back. She made it back. And, and I, I do want to say this. The number of people deported under President Obama is Un- out- unbelievable. It's unbelievable how many he's he's deported. And of course, that's that's like pushback now for the Democratic so I, Party. So I have he, he was a deporting question. president. He was. Tom, I have just one quick question sure. to you and Representative Smith and, and anybody else out there. The, the way the, the fact the lack of, of intelligence or, or that they that they show that they just don't have or they just fail to grasp. How would they any one of these people? How would they end up dealing with any other leader of any other country, China, Japan, this country, that country, 
any, particularly the ones that don't like us, really yeah, hate us. That's true. How do you think our country? Well, would we make tend that? to give in, and back before Donald Trump, and he challenged all these people, we never challenged any of these leaders, which is why they took advantage of us, particularly China, and which was why, and which was why the country was in such a hole. Yeah, down twenty trillion dollars, yeah. and that's Republicans and Democrats with, I, I, with I, a lousy, lousy trade deal. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Good point. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. Always appreciate it. Six three one four five one one zero three nine. Go back to Assemblyman Doug Smith. Um, I've, uh, you know, I look at some of these uh, public policy issues and then I look about what you do and, you know, you've been on our program now almost a year coming on a regular basis and really helping us out with some of these issues. You, you, we cannot separate it. We can't divorce what's happening on a national political stage, 10 candidates running for president, public policy on a national stage, what's happening here in New York State. And, you know, again, that's that's where my concern is. Uh, can can you see a time when New York can move better in a better direction than it's moving right now? Well, I'm, I'm optimistic and I have to be because I'm going to continue you fighting be, that. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and eventually, you know, the, the funny thing about socialism, and I think Margaret Thatcher said this, eventually you do run out of other people's money. <laughs> and we're seeing that in New York because we're going to eventually run out of all these proposals of all these vices that we can tax to help fund all these programs that, yeah. you know, meanwhile, we're not even funding basic programs like education yeah. How is the med- the medical? I know uh, I've talked to some people here at the airport who are young people making less than twenty five thousand. They're on a New York State, uh, almost like a New York State medical care. Would you be able to, you know, Reader's Digest version of how that works? So uh, that actually is through kind of the Obamacare program. We have right. a healthcare exchange in the state of New York. Right. Now the exchange uh, actually works reasonably well because okay. you actually have a website where you can go on. Uh, you don't have to be through an employer. You can buy a a uh, type of coverage that you like. And depending on your income, there are subsidies that uh, would help you pay for that. So, for example, if you lost your job and you can't afford that very hefty, maybe $800 a month mm. COBRA payment, you could go or, now, is or that more. Do you favor that this program that's in New York? Are, I, are you a friend of it, should I say? I, I am. I actually like the healthcare exchange okay. that we have in New York. I think it, uh, I think it can be better. But, but the reason I ask you is because you're a sensible guy. You're part of the common sense approach that we have here. If we could take something like that and maybe apply it, because we can't afford $34 trillion. And, and actually, so we, the, the Republicans in the New York State Assembly, we actually put together a plan that uh, would expand the subsidies for that. Now, in the alternative, keep in mind, is the Assembly Democrats are pushing for single-payer health care. It's kind of a, in New York, it would be Medicaid for all because we'd expand the right. state Medicaid program to include all people. That would cost $250 billion. I know, that's the concern is we can't do it as a state. No, you we, know that. No, I know that. But even uh, with their proposal, that's what that would be, a $250 billion cost, mm-hmm. and our state income taxes would rise over 20%, just your state income tax, right. plus a hefty payroll tax, right. uh, which would favor companies like Walmart that don't pay very high wages would get a huge break, whereas right. other... Uh, so our Republican plan, uh, we're looking at the roughly 900,000 people in the state of New York that don't have health care or have health care they really can't use, the, right. the medical insurance. And we should do that on a national basis. Right. So instead of throwing the baby out with the bathwater, if you have 90% of people or more that have health care, in New York it's about 95% that have insurance that they like, let's work on that 5%. And that's significantly cheaper. And that's what Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, they won't do that, though. They they think it's better to say everything, everything, all. Uh, Well, let's pay up the college loans. You can't do that. Again, you know uh, what I'm going to say. I think about the people in bumper-to-bumper traffic on the LIE or the Ronkonkoma train station and all of that. These are the folks. This is the forgotten middle class that's paying for all of this. 631-451-1039. James over there in West Hampton Beach. Hey, James. Tom, how are you today? Good, good. What's going on? 
Mr. Murray, uh, salutations. I, I just, I really want to hand it to Robert Francis O'Rourke last night for his uh, energetic hell yeah moment. It probably elicited as many cheers as maybe Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, <laughs> used to when he would utter that <laughs> recklessly. And that's the other thing is O'Rourke is reckless. Yeah. Now, you can't promise. It's like telling your kids that they're going to live forever. You can't promise things that are out of your control. Yeah. Telling people, I'm going to take the guns. I'm going to take assault rifles. Right. And you can't do that. Yeah. I mean, we've already talked about it. There, that, you know, a caller said before, this is why we have the Second Amendment. Yeah. You need an act of Congress. And you have the NRA very heavily um, involved in the Republican Party. So how are you going to do this? It's gonna why be, are yeah. you saying things yeah. that you just can't? Yeah. The other thing, too, that I, I took away from the Democratic debate is what I feared most. The moderators, the people asking questions, they, they, are right, protecting. Right. Yep. They're protecting the candidates. They're yep. not getting at the candidates. And at the end of the day, you're hurting the candidates. You have to challenge them. You have to show why you can take Trump out. Why you are supposed to run for the Democratic Party and and represent these people. But they're just they're just protecting them, and they're not getting to the issue. And so I think the American people are more and more confused as to what what trajectory. Are they moving in? What's going on? Are they progressives? Are they mm. moderates? Is it Biden? Is it Elizabeth Warren? I just don't get it. I I am at a loss. I don't understand. Uh, he raised a good point, Doug. What do you think? And, I mean, well, I mean, I think that uh, this debate, because you know, I think they were a little bit more fair with giving the candidates a little bit extra time to answer questions. But up until this point, they're not doing the Democratic voters any favors because when you ask somebody to explain their plan to deal with immigration, but they have forty five seconds to explain it, that's insulting to the process that's insulting to the people watching and it's insulting to the candidates frankly so i mean if you're looking at who to vote for i really don't think that these debates are giving you a lot of information now frankly i disagree ideologically with all of them but one of those people are going to be our candidate i'm sure uh bill de blasio was screaming at the tv and gracie mansion watching because he thinks he still can run for president when he didn't make it on the debate stage but uh i mean that that's that's a very tough uh thing to overcome is the fact that um, you only have a limited amount of time to convey that information. So they end up chipping off these radical sound bites. You're not doing the public discourse or our country any favors. Right. And, and they're not well thought out and uh, they're appealing. They, I look at it in terms of they're gutless. I mean, they, you know, take a real position and, and take what you really say, because I can't believe most of them really say that nonsense. And the other thing that, I, that I've I, noticed, um, if I could, uh, they're appealing to certain constituencies of the Democratic National Committee. Now, I'm a teacher, so I'm a Republican, but I'm a teacher uh, in my background and a significant number of delegates are teachers. So you'll notice. Right. And this happened during the 2008 presidential debates, even the Democrat one where they're talking about all these great things they're going to do for teachers. Obama gets elected for two terms. What happened? Teachers are still now not here on Long Island, but around the country, the lowest, one of the lowest paid professions. Right. They did nothing. Strikes so they everywhere. Had, going yeah, on strikes, strikes. everywhere. Yeah, that's what's going that on. That built yeah. up over the last decade. Yeah, so, point. you know. Right, James, final point. I'm going to go to another call. Final point, James. Oh, I mean, at the end of the day, I appreciate the time, guys, and uh, have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. Thanks for the call, James. Let's take Joe from Rocky Point. Hey, Joe, what do you say? Well, I... Uh, Couple comments. First of all, did anybody hear the soundbite from Beto O'Rourke that he wanted to make the dream is legal so that someday they could run for president? Well, what I find funny about that comment is when Trump ran, everybody said he was unqualified. You know, when it's not their candidate, the person is unqualified. So I don't understand how you get qualification to run for president. But another thing is, is that you know, we're talking about health care now. Okay, health care and insurance is way two different things. Everybody has access to health care. If you're injured in a car accident, you're sick, you can go to the emergency room or hospital, they have to treat you. Health insurance is a totally different thing. And what you, what you were just talking about, looking at the uninsured, 
okay, trying to solve that instead of changing everybody over to one That's, plan. Right. That makes the most sense. more feasible. Yes. And the same thing with the VA. Like I said before, I would get rid of the VA. I would take all that money, get rid of all the employees, give them a medical card like Blue Cross Blue Shield. Upon leaving the military, honorably, you can go to anywhere you want. That's health insurance. Not the the rigmarole that we have created across this country with the VA, denying this, denying that. You're sick, we cover you. That was the promise they gave you. Good point. Thanks, I mean, Joe. Honey. Something that um, that I think that should be talked about um, is, and I, I'm when I get back up to Albany in January, I'm going to be working with my colleagues talking about this idea. But a price tag bill. So when you go for, as, as the previous caller just mentioned, you go to the emergency room or you go to your doctor and you want a procedure. Depending on if whether or not you have insurance, they're going to charge you a different rate. And I think a good way right. to drive right. down costs, or if we know how much each procedure costs. So if we if we know, regardless of whether or not you have insurance, this is how much we're charging. Uh, that keeps accountability. Can you legislate that? That's you a can. good point. You, you can, can legislate. You can. That. And I believe uh, there's a federal bill called the price tag bill. I'd like to see if that's something we could do in New York State. Yeah. I think that would help. That would well, be same good. thing with medication. Why should? Why because yeah. you don't have insurance? Why should you pay more? It should be. It sh- if it's a cost a certain price, it should be a certain price for everybody. And you'll notice you bring up an excellent point because a lot. Of, how many? How often do the the listeners here? You go to the pharmacy and you may find out that if you say you don't have insurance. You're, it, it turns out to be a lower cost than what your copay would be with your insurance for the same medication yeah. sometimes. That has yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why exactly. the insurance is so much. To Joe, always a pleasure. Thank you very much. We're going to take a short break. I'm your host, Tom Schley. I am with Assemblyman Doug Smith talking about these issues. We're starting off with the presidential debate. But more importantly, public policy issues, state, federal, it doesn't matter. It affects us here in Suffolk County. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back. This is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band. Always keep your eyes open for motorcycles. This message is brought to you by my buddies at Long Island Abate. Your Island, live and local, with your host, Tom Shalero on 103.9 LI News Radio. And once again, welcome back. This segment of our program is being brought to you by the great motorcycle rights and safety advocacy group, Long Island Abate. American bikers for awareness, training, and education. They promote safety on our roads for the two- and three-wheel rider to ensure automobile drivers look and see and know that motorcycles are everywhere. They promote training, common sense laws, attend court proceedings to ensure justice for those involved in motorcycle accidents for drivers drunk, distracted, or recklessly careless. Call Abate President Jim Barr at one 888 or visit the website longislandabate.org. Please watch those left-hand turns, number one cause of motorcycle accidents. Also brought to you by Manzoni Real Estate. That's right, Manzoni Real Estate is a real estate broker that the MLS proudly rated number one here on Long Island locally. Your home is your most prized possession, so don't mess around. Call a professional. Ray Manzoni has sold and found homes for many of our listeners here at LI News Radio with satisfaction, which is why I love recommending Ray Manzoni as a real estate broker. Ray Manzoni Real Estate is at the top one half percent of all realtors in the nation in the volume of sales. All you need to do is this. Call 631-928-1188, 631-928-1188, or go to that website, www.manzoni.com, and mention your island with Tom Shalero. This is Friday, our last segment. We're rounding third, heading up to the 2 o'clock hour. We do our week in review. Also, we have one of our senior contributors in the studio, Assemblyman Doug Smith, gives us the Albany perspective, the local government perspective. Always great to have Assemblyman Doug Smith with us and being part of our Midday Live program. And also, Sean Himes, is also in the studio with us. Sean is a legislative aide to uh, 
to Doug Smith, so it's always good to see Sean. But this is the segment that we bring in, Barbara LaMonica. Uh, she does our last segment with us to do a quick week in review. And uh, Barbara, we got Assemblyman Doug Smith will be listening in and commenting on your report this week. How are you today, Barbara? Oh, very well, thank you. And uh, hello, Assemblyman. Feel free to jump in because we take this week in review on the fast track. Cause it's That's we do. But I tell you, Barbara's got more news than CNN, MSNBC, <laughs> and Fox put together. Go ahead, Barbara. And, and, it, and it ain't fake either. And it ain't fake. It's <laughs> the real news. <laughs> so, oh, so we'll begin the, Okay, so we'll begin this week in review with an event that in one way or another touches all of us in some way. Uh, it was the 18th anniversary yes. of 9-11. You know, we're in the wake of one of the nation's darkest days we arose from the ashes to become a stronger and more patriotic America. Almost 3,000 people died that day in the Twin Towers, on the field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, and in the Pentagon. It is so important that we keep these memories alive for future generations so we, as a people, may never forget 9-11. Doug, do you have any special activities uh, this week? Yeah, so every year we go to um, several 9-11 ceremonies. I was in Centerich and uh, Ronkakama and uh, Lakeland over over here, the Lakeland Fire Department, where we lost. I actually was able to look. In my assembly district, we lost 30 uh, people in 9-11, mostly FDNY, some police officers and some, and uh, an unborn baby as well. One of the women was pregnant. Um, So very sad. And then this year, the theme was... uh, you know, the fact that it's the 18th anniversary, that we have all these young children in grades K through 12 that never, never experienced don't know it. Don't 9-11. Know it. So uh, I actually took the opportunity. One of the firefighters who was killed was from South Setauket, and his son on the 10th anniversary wrote a letter to him, uh, you know, dear dad, talking about um, how life had changed when he was about uh, 10 years old. Now, this young kid was born 26 days after his dad was killed on 9-11. So he was actually born on October 7th. Man. So he never met his dad. So you're talking about uh, really, you know, I read his letter at one of these ceremonies, and I mean, everybody yeah. was kind of. It was hard for me to read it because yeah. it's so emotional. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead, Barbara. Well, we're okay. Actually, yeah. uh, uh, okay. And quickly again, you know, to 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 switch gears here quickly on the financial front because we're all, you know, keeping an eye on the markets. They are by and large up, uh, maintaining very very comfortable margins and stability. Uh, let's shift gears now and to last night's third round. Democrat oh debate. We, we couldn't go. stop talking about it, Barbara. I can't believe it. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. to me, it's good for. I, I have to take it as comic relief. But what say you? I have to. I have to define it as lack, lack, lackluster. To me, there was no discussion on the economy, and unless I really missed something, there were no questions on veterans. Again, unless I missed something, the debate ran from eight till eleven. There was plenty of time to fit these topics in. And what about impeachment? You know, I think the moderators, and, and I go back to your second to the last caller in the last segment from uh, West Hampton Beach. I have to say, these candidates were spoon-fed the questions by the moderators who really did look like they were seemingly protecting the candidates. They really didn't put anything out there. They didn't do the candidates any favors, uh, even less to the prospective constituents. So, you know, because we didn't really find out, you know, really all that much. So I believe one of two candidates will emerge the... um, Democrat nominee, it's either going to be Vice President Joe Biden or Elizabeth Warren, unless somebody emerges. And we've got now uh, an 11th candidate who does who does meet the qualifications, Dyer, California yeah. billionaire Tom Steyer. Right. Uh, you know, so I would really love to see, you know, somebody shake up this field of uh, I thought it was a very boring 10 
last night. You know, that that's just my take. But, uh, you know, Doug, you it's got to be hard for you to comment because you are a Republican. Although, uh, you know, whenever you're not running for office, I see you as an assemblyman, not right. as a Republican. I think it's important yeah. for the folks to realize that. But there's got to be a certain philosophy there, you know, in terms I, of... Uh, I like to watch the debates because, yeah. as, as you mentioned, like, I, I represent all the people in my district, right, exactly. not just And that's important to know. <laughs> and and I want to know what people are thinking. And I just, as, as Barbara just mentioned, I think a lot of these folks were a bit out of touch. Um, I think Joe Biden is, I, I, it's tough to say what he's trying to do. I think he's trying to appeal to more of the even keeled kind of the center. Mm. Um, yeah. But, but I mean, and Kamala Harris, she's been kind of all over the place with that. She was I know. a joke. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, thank I, you, Barbara. <laughs> but, but no, I, I try to, I try to tune in as best as I can, because one of these two people, one of these people could be they the president be. of the United States. A year from now, we're in the middle of it. You realize a year from now, Incredible. The, 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 the nominations will be held in the summer summer of 2020 which is now less than 11 months away and uh it, it to me is exciting stuff and you know i i just think about the people i, I keep going back forgotten middle class and how important it is that we get the right people starting at the White House right on down to the level of assembly and also this year we're not going to forget this year I know uh, Barbara will be giving us reports as we get closer to the local elections but I want to go back to the week in review go ahead Barbara uh, okay um, and, and I think our, our assemblymen will agree a year in, in the political and in the life of a politician is an attorney that's right so that's, yeah, that's right. yeah okay and then we had Yang promising to give 10 American families a thousand dollars a month bizarre bizarre yeah, to- totally. Yeah, I don't see him being the nominee. Bernie Sanders, he's he's out there with his, you know, taking money away from the military, a budget, and 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 I I was sitting at the edge of my seat. I couldn't believe this. And to bring the world together with climate change, I don't know if you heard that, but I, but I was sitting at the edge of my seat, saying, Oh no, this is. And his multi-trillion-dollar health care proposal is unsustainable. Harris, her, her comments were obviously, rehe- you know, very well rehearsed. Her one-liners and kind of after the first one-liner, and she laughed at her own jokes um you know she, she was she was out of time yeah she did do that uh, i thought that was kind of strange yeah, she has a I funny expected, laugh she doesn't even have a normal laugh no normal. i expected there to be more content um you know uh you know uh, so, so well what about only in castro making fun of old people does does that shame. person realize that they got the i mean assemblyman yeah. duck smith knows they vote like crazy yeah it's mm-hmm. not the season to make fun of the senior no. citizens that's right okay? that's right and and with him i mean it's kind of interesting because he's battling biden to say who is obama's you know who's carrying obama's legacy this guy was the vice president under uh barack obama you, you, you really think and, and and as opposed to julian castro who was some obscure department head i think yeah. department of labor yeah you know, Something really, like HUD maybe I don't <laughs> might know be one of the two. Yeah, and uh, go ahead, Barbara. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. So I, I know that, uh, you know, a lot of people are measuring each candidate against his or her performance from the first two debates. I was measuring the candidates and how they contrast each other. And we're looking ahead now to the fourth Democrat debate, which is October 15th, venue to be determined. Um, I'd love to see what this, uh, you know, with us, with this 11th does. That, that, that may mean we have two, uh, the debate, the debate could run over two nights, October 15th and 16th, mm-hmm. you know, with the 11th candidate now in the picture and maybe even more because they have till the beginning of uh, October to qualify. Candidates must raise donations from 130,000 people. I hope people. there's no more. Yeah. 
yeah. can't keep uh, I mean, I, uh, let's put it out there right now publicly on the air. Please, no more candidates for president. No. And, yeah. and we don't need the two-style debates. I'll tell you, uh, in the 2016 uh, debates, previously I had a web design business. So that's something that I also did. I was on the board of the Chamber of Commerce over here in Rockakama. But one of my clients was George Pataki, former Governor Pataki, who was oh, running wow. for president that's in 2016. Right. He yeah, he did run for Very a Very brief while. stint. Yeah. But he didn't make it into. So they had uh, the two debates, the first uh, round of Republican debates, and they split it very similarly, except it was more obvious that it was a kid's table and an adult's table. table. Yes, yeah. And he didn't make it into the uh, big debate. He had the pre-debate and uh, it didn't work out too well for him. So yeah. I don't think these two-night debates are... Yeah, any good. It's a lot to no, no, they, no, they don't serve really anything. But in the end, uh, I think the question remains, who if, who, if anyone, will have the stamina to campaign against President Trump? And that's even before they take... He's like the office. Energizer Bunny, that yeah, guy. Exactly. He's like amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so let's move from the national uh, stage to the home front. And very quickly, before I go on to something very important, uh, the, the president wants, uh, you know, to ban flavored, and if someone may correct me if I'm wrong, but he wants to uh, ban e-flavored mm. cigarettes. Vaping yep. vaping harms the body to parents whose children are in middle and high schools. Pay attention. Mm. There's far more to the story than the six deaths made the headlines this week. I sat through two back-to-back conferences where a Suffolk County deputy sheriff addressed um, to two groups of fifth and sixth graders in the large auditoriums the harmful effects in vaping. You could have heard a pin drop. Um, Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, as a teacher, um, it's very concerning to me when when I, my friends who are still teaching in the classroom, when they turn their backs, these kids are vaping in the classroom. They're they're taking little, you know, these little jewel pods are the size of a flash drive. They're so tiny. So the, the fact is, uh, it's definitely a concern. What I, I'm trying to research the, the issue very carefully because the governor has created a state of emergency now on this issue, mm-hmm. and he's pushing new legislation, even though we've had existing legislation for four years, that would ban flavored vapes. So you might be involved in this debate, Assemblyman. Oh, we already are because, and I'll tell you, I, I have uh, there's uh, businesses in the community that sell these flavored vapes, so they're very concerned that it would put them out of business. Um, and also the PTA moms are concerned because obviously a, a large portion of our kids you know in high school are vaping and it's disturbing now i'm trying to you know as we look at this and i'm doing my research the six deaths it does appear that they were not using products um they were using kind of thc laced uh which would be illegal which would not yeah that's not what was sold yeah so that's not legal product so i mean that's a concern um obviously there are health uh, effects but it's something to keep on the radar it's very serious yeah get bob right yeah, and, and I agree with you, Assemblyman, 200%. When I sat through these back-to-back conferences, the uh, deputy sheriff showed overhead. Not, he didn't just speak, but he showed overhead views of some of the physical and physiological harm this could cause, especially when these, these uh, middle school and high school students, they're in their developmental stages physically. Their bodies are not yet fully developed. So this is causing more harm than perhaps any of us even know when, in fact, these e-cigarettes are marketed to be a safer alternative to smoking, and it's really the it's, it's the reverse. So I would encourage school administrators, boards of education, PTAs, parents to contact law enforcement to bring somebody in to explain, uh, you know, just just how harmful you know vaping is. So you know that that's I don't know if you agree with me, yeah. but but I, I would encourage. Now, that is there anything like being that. considered on the uh, legisl- on the county legislative level in order to to I know this this county legislature it, is not shy of passing a lot of local bills like this that maybe should be up to the assemblyman in, in New York State. Uh, any thoughts on that? 
to the assemblyman? No, oh. no, to yourself, Bob. I'm sorry. Oh, 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 uh, oh. Is there has there been any proposals on the leg- on the county level? Uh, uh, to, to... I am. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure, right. Tom. I'm not going to go out and say, you know, speak. You okay. know, I know the town of Hempstead. If mm-hmm. you see the town of Hempstead, Erin King Sweeney, the outgoing now councilwoman, yeah, I heard that. Uh, her and I believe the supervisor Laura Gillen had proposed mm-hmm. something about uh, banning vaping in the town. Uh, which I mean, there are local zoning and things when you're citing businesses. The town right. does have a say right. in that. Uh, so that that's a question, but. Okay. You know. Anything you ha- anything else okay. you have for us today, Barbara? Oh, yes, yes. One yeah. last final thing, and it's very important, Tom. A fitting wrap to the weekend review is to circle back to how you launched your program on Monday as it relates to the upcoming November 5th elections and maintaining integrity in the town and county yes, races. Right. The one race in particular is where Suffolk County 6th District Legislator Sarah Anker, right. um, she's a contributor on your program. She has her own program on, on the station. Yes. Her opponent, too, is running against her, I believe, the second time in two years, yes, yes, uh, lodged, you know, is lodging some frivolous and baseless attacks. So to the candidates, both incumbents and challengers, and to the journalists, to those first, to the journalists covering the news, whether you're of the daily, the weekly, the print, or the digital kind, maintain journalistic integrity, do your homework, write or report the news on um, on elections in a fair and balanced manner. There is a very, very clearly defined line between reporting and editorializing. Correct. Now to the candidates, we'll go first to the challengers. Pick your poison and make your campaign issues based. Don't make false accusations or lodge allegations that you cannot substantiate with facts. And if you do criticize your opponent, your incumbent opponent, tell tell your prospective constituents, should you be elected, what you can do better than the current incumbents are doing. Um, You know, what sets you apart from the incumbent and why you deserve the seat you're seeking election to. And now to the incumbents, if you are on the receiving end of the attacks, rise above and navigate the high road as Sarah Anker did on Monday. Run your respect, run on your respective records, on your accomplishments, but something else. Uh, very important. What is your agenda or what's on the docket for the term ahead? Uh, if you're reelected, jump ahead. Make make. Uh, I'm going to jump ahead now and just you know just for one race. And I love to to, to make predictions on all of the races. And I'm 99.99% accurate. Uh, but I will jump ahead and say for the sixth uh, district in the county that uh, Sarah Anko will retain her seat in November. Uh, that said, Suffolk County has two high profile leaders in both parties, um, in Rich Schaefer on the Democrat side and the newly elected uh, Jesse Garcia on the Republican side. And Jesse is also the Republican leader of the town of Brookhaven. Rich Schaefer is brilliant. He's sharp. Jesse is aggressive. And he's very smart. So these county races are yeah. going to be exciting. very exciting, exciting and very yeah. interesting. Well, yeah. I, I, I love what you said, uh, Barbara, and I just want to say one word. Amen. Thank you for saying what you said. And you better, absolutely. And if I could just jump in as somebody who's now run for office, I had two elections yeah. last year. <laughs> You're uh, a I've, great candidate. They love you out there. Everybody <laughs> wants to hug you, uh, whatever they want to do. But, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, but uh, I have to tell you, w- w- you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about keep it positive, because I think people want to know what you're going to do for them. So every time it's so easy to throw out these negative attacks. And when I was yeah. in my special election last year, my opponent uh, did a robocall saying, and it was the weirdest robocall 
cold. Reminded me of one of those old collect calls where you might call your mom and say, you know, you're receiving a call from pick me up from school. Would you like to accept? No, I decline. You know, it was a very quick call and it basically said, Doug Smith wants to put guns in schools. Vote no on Doug Smith. Yeah. And people are like, wow, that's I didn't that's, know it was a yes or no vote. Um, it's a terrible thing. And and there were people around me who said, well, you can't let that stand attack back. And I said, you know what? No, I'm going to spend my time t- talking about Positive. what my message is. What? How is me being elected going to try to make the people I, I'm seeking to represent ha- make their lives better? You know, the forgotten middle class. We talk about yeah. it every single day yeah. on your show. That's right. Um, it, 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 it's very unfortunate. People are working two, three jobs. And as you mentioned, you're talking about the journalists. We don't have a lot of free time to research the issues. So it I is helpful. The fact from fiction. Exactly. exactly. Absolutely. And, and and people throw their hands up oftentimes when they know they're being fed a line of uh, nonsense. Uh, so it, it's it's really so important to keep the integrity there. And, and for anyone running for office, you've been trusted by the members of your party, whether you've been incumbent or a challenger that's a certain level of honor and respect you know do make them proud make the people you're seeking to represent proud don't compromise your integrity for cheap political hits because you know what that comes back to hurt you that that will certainly come back to bite. well said i'll tell you what a way to end the week it's always great with barbara lamonica and certainly assemblyman doug smith it's been a great week barbara thank you so much well i'll tell you at the end of the week uh once again i want to thank assemblyman doug smith he's here every other week just to help us out with some of these issues i'm your host tom shalero two o'clock hours upon us what does that mean breaking it down with the great frank mckay coming up next everybody have a great wonderful safe weekend see you on monday Start spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be part of it New York, New York These vagabond shoes Are longing to stray Right through the very heart of it New York New York I want to wake up in a city that doesn't sleep 